Welcome to the next episode, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Um, we're getting back into schools and colleges soon, so um, I'm sure there's going to be a wide range of feelings about that. Um, personally, I think I think it's a it, it is a needed um, step to get back into schools, colleges. Uh, I, I know some people have kind of got into a good rhythm. Um, with online learning, but I think for uh, a great majority of people, the online learning um, was not, let's say, the, that experience wasn't really working well for the for the bigger majority, you know, for the majority of people. So, bearing that in mind, onwards, ladies and gents. So uh, let's proceed. Um, we're going to be continuing our discussion of exchange. I know it feels like it's taking ages to get through this topic, isn't it? But that's that's what we are going to expect because as the series is called, a bit of biology I've settled on, I guess. So it, it's going to be small steps, but I hope, you know, for the future, if anyone's hopping on board at any point i hope these kind of smaller you know consecutive small chunks of going through the topic is going to be helpful um for anyone who's kind of jumping on at any point can just go through so we're continuing our discussion of exchange and we've discussed why We've uh, discussed the um, we've discussed the general principles of you know the features. We've discussed the features of the exchange systems, and then we've we've been looking at the examples. We've discussed uh, gas exchange in insects. We've discussed gas exchange in fish, and now we'll talk about mammals. I can spell it okay so off we go so our discussion about mammals again I would like to keep it simple I don't want to dis go into too much depth I want to I want you guys to hold on to the key concepts let's get you know the the, the essential concept in your head let's get that machine working and then we can add we can accessorize the thing as much as we like with with the additional details but i think we got we got to get that car moving and then we can kind of give it a, a good paint job and we can you know put the fluffy dice in we can do all those things but the car's got to work it's got to take us from a to b and that's that's the whole point of this series so let's go right so yeah we are talking lungs. We're talking lungs, and um, if if we're gonna carry on how we've been going so far, we're gonna talk about how the lungs achieve a high rate of diffusion. That's the whole point. How do the lungs achieve a high rate of diffusion? We've talked about the key, three key features, and now it's it all just remains. To discuss how they achieve that right so what do we need to hit we need to hit a few features we need to hit a high surface area 
a high surface area to volume ratio. Okay, we need to, or the lungs need to achieve a high concentration gradient or difference. And finally, we need to, we need to keep those diffusion distances short. So short diffusion distances, right? So how do the lungs do that then? So yeah, let's talk about the lungs. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, maybe what I'll do is I'll just do a short video here, just summarizing how the lungs achieve that. And then maybe in subsequent parts, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail or should I just do the whole thing? Let's see how quickly I can do this. But that's not the point, is it? The point is we wanted to keep it kind of bite-sized and digestible. Let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. I'm going to stop as soon as I think we've we've covered a, a you know a, a chunk. So I think yeah, the, when talking about the lungs, I, I think we can't just jump straight in. I think we can't go straight into yeah. How do they do? How do they do the surface area to volume ratio? How do they do the concentration gradient? Yeah, I think it's a little bit more involved than that. So we need to understand uh, you know the structural details. So we you know the the airways, the main airway, the trachea, um, then it kind of branches out into the bronchi, the bronchiole, the bronchi branch into the bronchioles. And at the end of the bronchioles, um, at the end of those, we have the alveoli, right? Um, yeah, so, and it's at the alveoli where we have that high surface area, we have loads of capillaries that kind of go past, make close contact with the alveoli. And remember these these capillaries, they are branching off. So they're, they're kind of branching off and, and they're, going, they're going to each of the alveoli in turn, but they are branching off from the uh, pulmonary artery, aren't they? Right, so the pulmonary artery, and I know we haven't kind of um, met that in our discussion so far, so I won't go into too much detail, but essentially the pulmonary artery is bringing deoxygenated blood, right? So it's coming in, it's coming in, deoxygenated that blood. Okay, and as it goes past the alveoli or alveolus, it's you know, the oxygen is diffusing into the blood, the carbon dioxide is diffusing out of the blood into the alveolus and off that blood then goes oxygenated off and, it, and, and those capillaries reform and converge. So let's get back to black. So those capillaries, they reform. So capillaries rejoin, converge again, and then they form the pulmonary vein pulmonary vein okay so yeah this is from heart and the pulmonary vein is gonna going to take the blood uh, which is oxygen oxygenated now back to the heart okay so that is the overall picture 
okay and, and uh, yes there's some structural detail to do with the airways um, I'm not gonna focus too much on that I'd, I'd like to focus on how this thing works again key principles okay just gonna reduce the pen thickness there all right so that's the basic system and I think let's just discuss a little bit about what is happening at the alveolus so this uh, deoxygenated blood is flowing past the alveolus deoxygenated uh, deoxygenated blood is flowing past the alveolus there it goes right there okay and as it flows past now remember this blood here at this point at this point there is a low there is a low oxygen concentration in the blood okay and there is a high there is a high co2 concentration now the air in the alveolus now i'll draw that in black the air in the alveolus remember has arrived from essentially the atmosphere right so it's been inhaled yeah inhaled through the trachea through the bronchi bronchioles and into the alveolus and in the alveolus the uh, essentially the atmospheric or the air from the atmosphere has a high oxygen concentration and it's relatively relative to the blood it's got a lower co2 concentration so we have established a concentration gradient so we're going to zoom back in if you're listening to this and just mentally zoom in close now to the capillary and the alveolus and what we should see then is oxygen oxygen because it's higher in the alveolus than the capillary oxygen is going to diffuse into the capillary from the alveolus and the co2 so o2 from alveolus into capillary diffusion the co2 is higher in the capillary remember it's deoxygenated blood all that blood from the respiring tissues is now making its way to the lungs uh, from the heart so high in co2 product of respiration and because of that it will be diffusing into the alveolus from the capillary and that is uh, the the main story okay and what we want to discuss really is what are the things what are those adaptations that helps this process remember ultimately ultimately this is all happening by diffusion okay um, right when we zoomed in to the capillary and the alveolus oxygen was moving from the alveolus into the capillary by diffusion co2 carbon dioxide was diffusing from the capillary into the alveolus by diffusion and this has always been about ensuring a high a high enough rate of diffusion so that's how it works but how what are the adaptations to make sure that that rate of diffusion is as high as possible 
because remember this org these organisms are large right they are multicellular and they have a high metabolic requirement right so because of those things there's a there's going to be a high rate of respiration collectively overall and and therefore overall we need to supply lots of oxygen and get rid of co2 as quickly as possible so let's think about those adaptations now so high surface area well first of all in terms of the high surface area we have many we have many alveoli many alveoli okay um so that's one thing the other thing is that there is a um a, a very uh well it's that network of capillaries right the network of capillaries collectively if you add up the surface area because the capillaries are small right but there's loads of them and if you add up their surface area they have a high surface area so you've got two high you know two um surfaces which have a high surface area exchanging okay so because it wouldn't have helped if if we have a high surface if we have a high surface area provided by the alveolars but not enough uh, capillaries to exchange with that wouldn't really have been productive and vice versa so they both need to have a high surface area over which to to carry out the exchange okay so it's, it's because we have many alveoli and I, I do need to emphasize the many all right it's not just having alveoli it's having lots of alveoli that provides the high surface area and that network not just having capillaries but having that network of capillaries that collectively adds up to a high surface area okay next um next we'll go short diffusion distance because the discussion about the concentration gradient is going to be a bit more involved so the short diffusion distance well uh if we if we look at our alveolus i mean i might just so imagining we have our alveolus there now the alveolus is made of epithelia that are squamous epithelia which means which means that they are flat flat cells okay so because they're flat because they're flat cells they have uh, they, they have a thin wall so that that wall of the alveolus is quite thin the distance that uh, oxygen might need to diffuse to get through the wall is thin because those cells are flat have a flat shape okay so there is that and because the alveoli are one cell thick again that reduces uh, the the distance of diffusion as well and similarly the capillary again the capillary is one cell thick or it has a wall the endothelial wall is one cell thick also the alveolus and the capillary are very very close to each other so again those things collectively minimize so if i draw a capillary next to the alveolus okay they're very very close to each other so the the total distance that you need to diff, diffuse through is quite small or relatively small okay next next 
Um, we have, so that's the diffusion distance, right? So we've maintained a short diffusion distance. So finally, we'll talk about that concentration gradient. I'll zoom out, it's getting a bit messy. Okay, now concentration gradient then, the concentration gradient is all about the ventilation. Now, I could talk about all the steps involved in ventilation, but I'm not going to. Again, I feel that's, that's accessory. Um, I think I'd rather talk about the purpose of ventilation and how it relates to the whole idea of the exchange uh, or the rate of diffusion. That's what it's all about for me. Okay, so the ventilation is essentially what we call breathing or the ventilation is achieved by breathing. Okay, and, and because of that breathing, we ensure a high concentration gradient. This is the concept that we have to be um, confident with, okay? Remember, the why and the because are going to save your biological life, okay? Um, the why and the because. Keep asking yourself why and keep trying to get to the because. If you connect everything up with your because, Biology is going to make a lot more sense. Okay, so ventilation, what's it doing? Well, ventilation essentially is, is the process of expanding the thorax and, and causing the lungs to basically be pulled outwards. Um, and when you do that, okay, so let's just imagine two states, right? So let's call that an exhale and we'll call this the lungs kind of a bit more expanded okay all right so here the lungs the lung volume has reduced so this is what we call exhale right and in 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 this one this is going to be an inhale because the vo the lung volume is higher so the thorax volume is higher and that's kind of essentially pulled the lungs outwards and increased or stretched them out and so it sucked in the air essentially so in an inhale the lungs the lung volume increases okay but what does this what does this all achieve so in an exhale you're reducing the thorax volume so essentially because you're reducing the volume because you're reducing the thorax volume you're increasing pressure. It's like it's like squashing a balloon, right? And then when you squash that balloon, if if there's a hole somewhere, or if the if the if the mouth of the balloon is open, then you're going to force out the air, right? So you're going to increase the pressure, and because of that pressure, and the mouth is open, and the nose is, uh, you know, free to let the air out. Because of that, then the increased pressure causes air to move out okay and that's exhale then comes the inhalation and because of the movement of the diaphragm and the and the movement of and the, and the work of the intercostal muscles on the ribs or the rib cage we increase the volume right so it, during an inhale all those muscular contractions 
cause inhalation, cause the um, thorax volume, cause the thorax volume to increase. Cause the thorax volume to increase. Now, because the volume is increased, suddenly the pressure has reduced. Pressure is lower. And because the pressure is lower in the lungs than it is in the atmosphere, it causes air to move in down the pressure gradient from the high pressure in the atmosphere to the lower pressure in the lungs. So because the pressure is lower, air moves in. So this is, the, this is the key thing that I want you to think about. And because of this, because of this, what happens is that the air in the lungs are constantly refreshed, right? So when the CO2, when, the, when there's CO2 in the uh, lungs, when diffused into the air in the lungs from the capillaries, so we've got lots of CO2, during an exhale, that air is forced out. Okay, and then when we inhale, air with a high concentration of oxygen is entering the lungs and therefore into the alveoli. So the purpose of the whole ventilation process is to make sure that the concentration of oxygen and CO2 in the alveoli is maintained such that there's always a higher concentration of oxygen in the alveoli than in the capillary and there's always a, a much lower concentration of CO2 in the alveoli than there is in the capillary, right? And so because of that, because of that, we, all, we are always getting then CO2 diffusing into the alveolus and because of that we're always getting oxygen diffusing into the blood in the capillary all right guys and and therefore there thus i should say thus we satisfy the idea of the maintenance of the concentration gradient Okay, and as we'll see in as we go through uh, different parts of the course in year two, for example, we see how when when the activity of the organism increases, when more respiration is carried out, there are mechanisms to increase the rate of breathing so that even when activity increases, the concentration gradient keeps up or is, you know, the breathing rate is increased to keep that concentration gradient there. Um, to keep the oxygen and carbon dioxide diffusing. All right, guys, so that's a little bit of biology. Try to keep it short and sweet. Try to stick to the key ingredients of, uh, of this process. Um, I hope you appreciate the reason for um, skipping out on some of the detail was that so we can focus on the things that are the most important and then, you know, we can decorate it and, and, and jazz it up a little bit with all the details afterwards. But, you know, life, life in biology can become a lot simpler and a lot more enjoyable if we can prioritize and, and focus on, on that content, which is going to give us a bit more bang for our buck. 
right? So if we invest in those things, um, I think we can we can uh, do a lot better, okay? Rather than treating everything the same. All right, guys, this has been a little bit of biology, and uh, yeah, I think the, the next the next episode will be a little bit of year two, continuing perhaps uh, what we'll be doing with mutation, right? So we'll be talking about gene regulation. Yes, there is an end credits scene. Um, for you true believers out there who made it to the end of the video, um, I've just been feeling a tiny little bit of hate for the music that I've put as the background now. Um, I just wanted your thoughts and opinions on that. Um, I put the music in because I wanted the atmosphere for the video to not be, you know, work, work, work. Um, I, I wanted the uh, experience to be a little bit more casual, a bit more relaxed, so that, you know, we can dispense with all the negativity around studying stuff and, and try and just increase the pleasantness of the experience just a tad. But if you think the music is, you know, hugely um, uh, detracting from from your experience and, and learning and being able to even hear me uh, properly, then do let me know, guys. And yeah, if, if you think the music's okay, but um, maybe a different genre or maybe switching up the genres a little bit, I'm, I'm happy for your suggestions, uh, guys. So, and yeah, and if there's any other feedback um, for all of you who who actually watched the whole thing or listened to the whole thing. I would I would really love to get some feedback from you. So um, leave some comments, guys, and let me know what you think, because what you think matters to me. Thanks, guys.